And tonight, I'm just, I'm just going to kind of continue on in a similar vein to where we've been in Oromocto. Because I feel like there's a rhema word that's been in my spirit. And I just want to transmit that into, into us today. And uh, I want to I, I wanna live with intention. Anybody else want to live with intention? I want to live with intention. And, and, and I'm just so thankful. I give honor to our pastors, Pastor Raymond, Pastor Jack, Pastor Matt, Pastor Alex. So grateful for all of you and your families. Woo, yeah, that's right. That's all right. It's all right. So thankful for their wisdom and help for us as we've been, you know, connecting weekly and trying to figure out what we're doing this week. Uh, we were on the phone for an hour and a bit and on Friday trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, so I'm thankful for that, that, that word of wisdom and counsel that they have to speak into our lives. So thank you, pastors. I appreciate that. All right. But Isaiah chapter 50 verse 7 declares this, For the Lord God will help me. The Lord God will help me. Somebody say that. The Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. Now, I'm going to kind of divert a little bit, but I wonder if we could just bow our heads and pray before we dive in here tonight, because I believe God wants to help somebody. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for your presence that has been so real in this room, manifested in this room. We feel it. We're thankful for your presence tonight. Lord, I pray you would open our understanding, open our minds and our spirits. God, I bind every spirit of distraction, everything that would try and bring a hindrance to the accomplishing of your word in our lives. Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would do what you want to do in this place and beyond. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, anybody ever heard the word or the name Walt Disney? Any, did that ring a bell with anybody? Uh, okay, there's a few hands out there. All right, all right. You know, the mask is just supposed to be for your mouth, not for your hands, right? It's <laughs> Walt Disney, a name synonymous with fun, fairy tales, fables, and fandom. Walt Disney. A man revered the world over for bringing joy to the hearts of children everywhere. His name now carries his legacy well beyond his living years as families flock to theme parks in California, Florida, Japan, and France. And if we were to take a poll, this, how many people have been to a Walt Disney theme park? Quite a few people here. Quite a few people here. But it's beyond that. His company has now expanded to include more than children's stories and animated films. His, the Disney company now owns news media, sports media, and so much more. They're just taking over the world, Disney. Uh, Disney saw an opportunity within the human experience, and he succeeded in meeting that opportunity. This, that simply was the desire of the human heart for wishes to come true. That's what he captured in his theme parks. That's what he captured in the stories that he told. That, that what we want to happen would actually happen exactly how we want it to happen. 
And no song better encapsulates this sentiment better than the one sung by little Jiminy Cricket in the beloved fairy tale Pinocchio. I've never seen it, to be honest. Uh, but I know Pinocchio and his nose gets longer and all of that. Um, but the song simply goes like this. When you wish upon a star, it makes no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come to you. If your heart is in your dream, no request is too extreme. When you wish upon a star, as dreamers do, fate is kind. She brings to those who love the sweet fulfillment of their sweet Long, secret longing, like a bolt out of the blue, fate steps in and sees you through when you wish upon a star. Your dreams come true. Powerful. Don't worry, I'm not going to destroy anybody's childhood today. It's all right. You can keep the kids in here. I'm not going to just, it's all good. These are beautiful words penned to capture the childhood desire in all of us. Captures that little piece of childhood in all of us. However, the only way that wishes come true in the way that Walt Disney Company portrays them is in scripted, predetermined outcomes played out on the screen or played out on Broadway. That's the only way that this actually happens. That's somebody's bubble bursting right there. That's the only way this happens. Fiction writer Lev Grossman reflects a more poignant real-world view when he writes in his novel, if there's a single lesson that life teaches us, it's that wishing doesn't make it so. Wishing doesn't make it so. You see, Oxford defines a wish this way. It's to feel or express a strong desire or hope for something that is not easily attainable, to want something that cannot or probably will not happen. I wish it would happen. But there's a lot of impossibilities to overcome to get there. I wish I, wish I could get a million dollars tomorrow. Anybody else wish that? All right. We got agreement. Awesome. How many people actually think that's going to happen? It would be wonderful. I wish. It's probably not going to happen. You know, we got a lot of wishes in our lives, don't we? Some of us have a wish, a, a, a wish, a wish to lose weight or get in shape. That's a wish for some of us. Some, some of us wish to quit a habit. We wish we could change jobs. We, we wish I could, you know, start my own business. I wish I could attain something materially, a car, a house. Or I was, I was working with students in the Perth Andover area a few years ago, and, and there was a 12-year-old kid came into my office, and, and, and he showed off a picture to me of something he had just purchased online. It was an $800 pair of sneakers. Yeezys. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some Yeezys. Okay. That ain't easy. 800 bucks ain't easy, Yeezy. All right. We have a lot of wishes in life, don't we? Wishes. Wishes. Sometimes our wishes are more serious. I wish I had spent more time with family members while they were still alive. I wish I had spent more time with family, period. I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't done that. I wish that I hadn't gotten stuck in this cycle. I wish, I wish, I wish. You see, wishes are self-defeating. Wishes are self-defeating. And a lot of people approach God with little more than a wish list, if you will. 
Others approach God wishing they could live for God, but sincerely doubting their ability to do so. It's a wish, but they have no idea how to get there. It's a wish, but it seems like it's too big of a task. It's something I don't, I don't know if God could really do that for me. I don't know if God really loves me. I don't, I don't know. I wish it were true. I wish I could get there, but I don't really know if it's something that, that, that's for me. But tonight, it's time to change our wishes into intentions. It's time to change our wishes into intentions. You see, wishing is self-defeating because it probably won't happen. It, it, it's, it's, it's something that if, 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 it's, if it would happen, it's really nebulous. It's kind of up in the air. I don't really know exactly how it's going to happen, and, and there's no real connection from where I am to where that wish is. But if we can turn that wish into an intention where there's a direct line of access, a way of action that I can pursue, and the intention is very defined and, and something I can work towards, then that is when I can make progress towards the intention. You see, a wish is poorly defined. There's no plan to achieve a wish. It, and it's because there's no plan. It's just, it's just nebulous. I wish I had a million dollars. And tomorrow comes and I, and I don't get a million dollars. Well, oh well for that. So, oh well, I'm not even really going to do much else now. It destroys motivation. And, and because I don't have any idea how I'm going to get there and my motivation is destroyed, then, then I find myself potentially being in a hopeless state of mind in a hopeless case, in a, in a hopeless frame of mind. And, and because a wish is something that isn't going to happen anyway, then it, it takes no personal responsibility to be achieved. However, if we can take a wish and turn it into an intention, an intention is very specific. There's a defined plan of action to move forward. The intention, because I have a defined plan of action and I begin to achieve small steps of victory here and there, then it, that builds motivation within myself to continue to move forward and because I see that I'm moving forward it brings hope that I'm moving into a better future I'm moving into a better destiny and all of that requires that I take a step in the right direction requires personal responsibility to move forward and we live in a world full of wishes but God's people are called to live with intention. I hear things like this all the time, that things are just meant to be. Anybody ever heard that? Things are just meant to be. People manifest things into the universe, wishing to get something back in return. But there is absolutely no hope in that thinking. There is only despair because life is not fair. Life is not fair. Life is filled with hurt, and life is filled with pain. And if good things are meant to be, yes, life has joy, and life has good things, but it also has hurt, and it also has pain. It comes with life. And if good things are meant to be, then so are bad things. And if I can't do anything to change the good things that happen, then I definitely can't change the bad things that happen. So why in the world would I even try? to change things. And so we wish our way through life. We just wish our way through life. I'm just going to try and live my life, hope to ride the waves before it all comes crashing down. And we look at others that seem to have more than we have, and we wish we could have it as good as they did, but we don't see the sacrifices other people took to get to where they've gotten. We find ourselves drifting along in the current of this world, driven by the social pressures of those around us, and how many addictions started because of social pressure. 
My friend offered me this. My friend suggested this, and I trusted him, so I went along with it. How many, how many people find themselves locked up in a prison of shame and addiction because they went with the current of social pressure? Other times, these currents were driven by the morality of our media and how many lives have been ruined by the morality that people let before their eyes and into their mind and begins to influence their thinking and then their lives begin to reflect the shows that they allow into their mind. We wish it could change. We feel powerless in the current situation. I wish I could get a hold of God. I wish I could break this addiction. I, wi I wish I could get beyond this hurdle. I wish, I wish, I wish. You see, the Bible defies the logic of this world. And if we're going to be content to go with the flow, if you will, if we're going to be content to go with the currents swirling around us, then we will find ourselves lost and we will find ourselves undone. But I have made up my mind. I have set my face like a flint that I am not going to go with the current of this culture. I am not going to go with the current of this world, but I am going to focus my attention and set my focus on the one that truly matters. The Bible defies the logic of this world, and the Bible calls us to intention. Joshua 24 verse 15 declares that if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. We all have a choice. We all have a choice. We don't have to live our lives wishing things could be better. We don't have to live our, our lives wishing that we could get over this addiction, wishing we could get over this habit, wishing we could get past the past that haunts us in our dreams, wishing we could go forward in life. We don't have to live our lives full of wishful thinking, but I can set my intention. I can set my focus so I can be free from addiction. I can be free from, from, from bondage. I can be free from shame and hurt and guilt if I put my intention, if I set my face in the right direction and I make, I make progress towards God. You see, there's a call of action throughout all of Scripture. Each one of us has a personal decision to make to be intentional in our lives. You can only coast so long as things are going downhill. How many valleys do we find ourselves in because we were coasting downhill? Coasting downhill, not being intentional really in our lives. And then we find ourselves in a valley. How did I get here? Maybe I was coasting downhill. The only way to get out of that is to set your intention to climb the next one, to climb that mountain. I want to live with intention. You see, we're going through life navigating waters right now that we've never navigated before as a society. The reality is we're all moving towards an ultimate drop-off at some point in these waters of life. We'd rather not think about that. We'd rather not think about it. We'd rather sit in the boat and just enjoy the ride downstream, but before we know it, we all will face the end. And then what matters when we reach the end is not how we coasted, but how we lived our lives, with wishes or with intention. See, an intention is an aim or a plan. From the Latin word is intensio, meaning stretching into purpose. Living with intention is uncomfortable. And we've been uncomfortable the past 18 months, haven't we? 
Living with intention is uncomfortable, but it's uncomfortable stretching towards a purpose. Living with intention requires stretching, reaching beyond where you've ever been before because God has a greater purpose for you. In the field of medicine, intention means the healing process of a wound. The healing process of a wound. And when we live with intention, it creates an opportunity for healing and restoration that could not have happened if we had continued on in our wishful thinking. We have to set our face like a flint to move towards God. We have to set our face like a flint to resist the current of this world. And when we do that, there is healing for you from your past. When you do that, there is deliverance for you from addiction. When you do that, there There is a process of healing that unfolds in your life as you come closer and closer to the great physician. As you come closer and closer to the Son of God, he performs a healing work when we live with intention. I want to live with intention. I want to focus on what is most important in my life. I'm not going to go with the current of this world, but I'm going to focus my gaze on what is important. I'm going to follow the heroes of faith and Hebrews chapter 11 that records in verse 13 that these all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off they had a mark they had a target they had something they were intending to move toward and they went forward having seen them afar off were assured of them and embraced them and confessed that they were just strangers and pilgrims here on the earth and those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland I'm still seeking a homeland anybody with me I'm not here for that much longer there's a trumpet gonna sound soon the end of this thing's coming up and I'm living for that city I'm not living for this city I'm not living for this world I'm living for that world but they desire a better heavenly country Because they desire a better, they intend it, they set their focus, they set their face like a flint because they desired that heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. That's that city that hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. That new Jerusalem, that holy city that John saw coming down from God out of heaven, uh, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, gave of gates of pearl and and walls of jasper and streets of gold that's the city I'm living for you can take this whole world but I've made my mind up I've set my focus no matter what government say no matter what sickness may come no matter what happens on this earth I'm living for that world and so by faith Moses when he was born was hidden for three months And by faith, Moses, when he had became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He said, I might be living in Egypt right now, but I am not an Egyptian. I might be living in Canada right now, but before I'm a Canadian, I'm a citizen of heaven. Before I'm a Canadian, I'm a citizen of glory. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. 
he looked to the reward. He had an intention. He had an intention. And if you read the story of Moses, God healed all kinds of things in him. God pulled out a leader out of that humble man. God, God made him the man that he was as he set his intention on God. See, there's a constant pull from Egypt in our culture. There's a constant pull. There's swirling currents in our lives and the world around us just to go with the flow. Just live your life. Hope things work out. Just hold on until this COVID thing gets past us. Just, 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 just huddle in the bunker until Jesus comes. Just go with the flow. Just, just, just try, and, try and just navigate the flow as it is. It's, you know, it's fun down here, some people say. You can just live it up. Go with the flow. Just follow whatever morality is saying today. Follow whatever politicians are saying today. But that that is wishful thinking. Sin brings pleasures, maybe for a few moments, maybe for a few hours, maybe even for a few days. If at best a few months or years, and at the very best, maybe even sin brings pleasure for a few decades. But when that pleasure ends, then what are we left with? This is what we're left with. Revelation chapter 20, verse number 11. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was no... There was found no place for them, and I saw the dead, small, small and great, standing before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books, and the sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one, according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death and anyone 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 not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire this is not popular to talk about but we have to talk about it in this last day wishful thinking will lead us to a lake of fire but intentional living leads to eternal life if we go with the flow of our society, broad is the gate, wide is the way that leads to destruction, and few there be that find it, but straight is the gate, and narrow is the way. You've got to set your intention to find it. You've got to set your focus to find the door, which is Jesus Christ. And he will open the door and allow you into the kingdom of heaven. There's so much happening in our world right now. There's geopolitical stuff, the pandemic, government intervention. If you need any motivation to live for God, just read some end time prophecy. Then open the news app on your phone and see the correlation with what is going on. We are so close to the end. I have to live with intention. We are so close and, and the currents are swirling right now. The winds of doctrine are swirling right now. There's one current going this way, another current going that way way all kinds of things going on in our society there's currents of fear that are getting a hold of people there's currents of conspiracy that are trapping people that seeing the boogeyman behind every decision there there are so many currents that are happening in our society today if we're not careful we'll end up lost at sea and in preparing for this I looked and what happens when multiple currents come together in the ocean? There's a place not far from here called the Graveyard of the Atlantic. You can see those are some of the major ocean currents that we see. The Gulf Stream and the Labrador Stream are what we're looking at, really focusing up where that 
where those two streams meet off the coast of Nova Scotia. Where, the, where those two streams meet. A few years ago, the National Weather Service in Wilmington, North Carolina, posted a picture on Twitter showing two ocean currents that play a role in our weather. They are known as the Gulf Stream and the Labrador Current. The Gulf Stream is a warm ocean current that flows from the tip of Florida northward before moving eastward all the way across the Atlantic Ocean. It splits in two branches over the ocean, the North Atlantic Drift reaching northern Europe and the Canary Current flowing towards Africa. Then the Labrador Current is cold ocean current that flows from the Arctic Ocean southward along the coast of Labrador, Newfoundland. It hugs the coastline all the way to Cape Hatteras, North Carolina. And the Labrador Current and the Gulf Stream usually meet right around the Cape Hatteras area. The clash between the cold and warm waters creates very rough waters. Many boats and shipwrecks happen where the two currents meet. And this is one reason the area is known as the graveyard of the Atlantic. And there are so many currents flowing in society right now. So many things pulling us one way, yanking us another way. There's a current of fear, as I mentioned. That's just a fear of sickness, a fear of being taken over, a fear of uh, there's, there's so many currents happening in the spiritual realm right now. There's a current of conspiracy, which, which in my mind is the flip side of the same coin of the current of fear. Because what if this is the mark of the beast? What if this is it? What is, and, and, and I'm so afraid I'm going to be, I'm so afraid. It's a current of distraction. Just settle in your chair, watch Netflix, and wait for it to pass on. There's, there's a current of pleasure, which, which has always been there. There's a current of power, which we're seeing enacted all throughout our world today. And with all of these currents, there's more going on. But that, that picture before was what happened when two major currents met in the physical and I've just listed five major spiritual currents that are happening in our world today. Do you know how crazy it is in the spirit realm right now? How up topsy-turvy, the, the storm is raging. There's, there's currents, there's winds of doctrine, there's currents yanking people all over the place. And then we're getting angry at each other and we're yelling at each other, being pulled and impacted by, the, by different currents in this last day. And so we've got to make sure our anchor is secure in Christ and our intention is set to go against these currents in our day or else we will find our lives shipwrecked and away from God. There, I'm not going to let these currents run my life. I'm not going to let the currents of this last day determine my eternal destiny. I am putting my foot in the ground. I'm getting my head in the word and I'm moving forward in Jesus Christ. I'm not letting the currents of this age, the spirit of this age, determine what I'm going to do. I am putting my nose in the book, and I'm getting what thus saith the Lord, and I'm walking in that in my home. I'm walking in that on my job. I'm walking in that in my church. I'm walking in with intention, because if I don't live with intention, I am going to be lost. careful what voice you listen to it can sound so appealing it can sound so rational but if it's not bound in this book if it's not founded on this book then it's just another current sweeping through this last day we've got to anchor ourselves and be intentional and focus on what really matters
I must live with intention no matter what it costs me. I must live with intention no matter what it costs me. Acts 20 verse 22, Paul said, you know what? I'm living according to the purpose God's called me to, and I'm going to Jerusalem in chains. I'm going to Jerusalem not knowing what things are going to happen to me there. We don't know what's going to happen with all of this stuff tomorrow, except that in Paul's case, the Holy Spirit testified that in every city he went, saying that there would be chains and tribulations that await me. But even if there's chains and tribulations, tribulations that await me tomorrow even here in Canada even if there's opposition from all forms of society none of these things move me nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God I'm going to make sure in this last day that I am not moved off of the gospel I'm going to make sure this last day no matter what opposition comes against me I will not be shaken I will not be moved I will not be lost I made up my mind I'm not going to be lost I made up my mind I'm not going to be lost I will not be lost I have set my face like a flint Isaiah said I have set my face like a flint and I know that I will not be ashamed Because if we're not careful, if we don't live with intention, then we may find ourselves mirroring a story Jesus told in Matthew chapter 25. At the end of days, the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their lamps, in their vessels with their lamps. They were intentional. And even when the foolish came, the midnight cry came, the the bridegroom cometh, you know, and the foolish came to the wise, give me some of your oil. The wise were so intentional with the oil that they had that they said, no, I can't give you that. You've got to go and get some oil for yourself because i got to make sure that I work out my own salvation with fear and trembling first i got to make sure I'm ready to see Jesus. I've got to make sure I'm living with intention. I've got to make sure my oil doesn't run low in this last day. I've got to get in the Word. I've got to make sure the Spirit of God is flowing in me every single day that the oil continuously is renewed inside of me like a well of water springing up into everlasting life. I've got to make sure that nothing is stopping that flow. I've got to make sure that no amount of division is stopping that flow. I've got to make sure that no amount of fear is stopping that flow. I've got to make sure that no amount of of Netflix is stopping that flow. I've got to make sure that no amount of this culture and this world and this society is stopping the flow of God from coming through my life because I can't afford to lose out in the end. I can't afford to lose out with God. I need him more than I need breath. I need him more than I need food, more than I need water. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. So I'm going to watch as Jesus commanded, be intentional. I'm going to be intentional. I don't know what day he's coming. I don't know what hour he's coming, but I know he's coming soon. We all have a desire to go to heaven if we're in this room, I believe. But is that a wish or is that an intention? Because there's only one of those two options that's going to get you there. 
If we come to a building and let society dictate our beliefs and dictate how we live our lives from Monday to Saturday, I'm sorry. I don't know if there's any oil in that lamp. But if I make an intentional decision to live for God, I will enter in by the narrow gate. I will enter into that path of life. And so I'm not going to let my heart be troubled, as Jesus said. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And then he promised us, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also and where I go you know and the way you know Thomas said Lord we do not know where you're going how can we know the way Jesus said to him I am the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father except through me as the music comes back tonight Jesus is coming The bridegroom is coming. He's coming. I've set my face like a flint. Nothing is going to stop me from making heaven my home. Nothing. I'm not going to let bitterness get in my spirit and let that root of bitterness spring up, trouble me, and and affect many people. I'm not going to let bitterness get in my spirit. I'm not, I'm not going to let sin derail me. I'm not going to let culture derail me. I, I have set my face. I have set my face with intention. I'm living with intention as we stand tonight. And as I said, defining it earlier, an intention is very specific. And I want to know Jesus. That's my, that's my target. That's my mark. That's what I'm reaching towards. That's what I'm stretching towards in purpose. I want to know Jesus for myself. And I want to make heaven my home. Anybody else have that goal? Am I defined plan of action to move forward? And this is for everybody in this room to hear and to respond to. If I, I don't want to be lost at the end of time. I don't want the currents of this current day and age to shipwreck my life. I want to be saved. I want to be saved. That plan of action is contained in the act of decision of repentance. Turn your life to God. To set your face like a flint to God and say, Jesus I am coming towards you now. I am moving towards you now. Whatever current of culture says, God, I am moving towards you. Whatever this end time brings, I am moving towards you. I have set my face like a flint. That's my intention. I am moving towards you, Jesus. I want to know you for myself. I want to know you for myself. That's what repentance is when we make that decision. And then we go down and all of the sins in our past were baptized right over here in the name of Jesus Christ. And all of the sins that separated us from God are washed away and we come out of that water completely free from our past completely free from our sin completely free to live and to move forward with an intentional relationship with Jesus Christ 
And then we lift up our hands, we lift up our voice, and, and God has a precious gift for us as we praise Him and thank Him for His salvation, as we thank Him for washing our sins away. He has the Spirit of God that He wants to pour out in every vessel in this room so that when the bridegroom comes, your vessel can be filled with oil. When the end of time comes, your vessel can be filled with oil and you can go in to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We need to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost evidenced by speaking in other tongues and you can receive that behind a mask you can receive the Holy Ghost behind a mask the Holy Ghost ain't masked you can receive the Holy Ghost tonight if you repent of your sins and you lift up your hands and just say, Jesus, I thank you. I want to be saved, God. I want you in my life. I want to have, have your will done in my life. If you would just do that, God has a precious gift of the Spirit for you. And after we are born again, as that is termed, then we live according to his word. And as we live according to his word, we begin to share the good news of Jesus Christ with everyone that you can. That's the, my plan of action so that I can make heaven my home, so I can know Jesus for myself and what motivation is built in my life when sin is erased in repentance and baptism in Jesus' name. And the power of God to live above sin lives in us when we receive his spirit and addictions and bondages are broken as we apply his word into our lives there's an eternal joy that is found when we see others hear and respond to the gospel the good news and see others saved from sin and death as well <laughs> what a motivation that brings in my life and it brings hope for a better future because I'm still looking for a city I'm still looking for when the trumpet sounds and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump we're going up to heaven we're going up to glory that's what I'm living for take this whole world we used to sing it all the time take this whole world but give me Jesus Take this whole world. We understand what that means? Take my house. Take my car. Take my health. Take everything that has my name on it. Take my bank account. Take everything, every relationship that I have. Take this whole world. But if I can have Jesus, then that's still all that I want. If I can have Jesus, then nothing else matters. I need Jesus. If you need Jesus, I wonder if you can lift up your voice in this place. If you need Jesus, I wonder if you can declare from the top of your lungs behind that mask, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you.
That's it. Just let something out of your heart right now. Just let that, whatever you're feeling in your heart, just express that to God. If you're feeling like you're afraid that you're not ready to meet him, I wonder if you just tell God, God, I want to be ready. Just tell him, I want to be ready. I, I, I repent of my sin. I repent of living my own way. I, I, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I've, I've set my intention upon you, Jesus. I, I'm intending. I'm moving forward. I'm moving towards you today. There's an undercurrent of conviction here right now. If one of we could just pray right now, just, just continue to pray. If there was any part of you that felt unsure that you were ready to meet Jesus a few moments ago, if there was any part of you that felt like, I don't really know. I don't really know. I, I know where I, I know what's, what I did last week. I know where I've been. I know where I've been online. I know where I've been in person. I know what I've done. I know what I've said. I know what I've thought. I don't know if I'm ready. I'm creating an opportunity in this moment for somebody to be saved from a lake of fire. To turn your attention to Jesus. And if that's what you want to do, if you want to make your focus Jesus Christ, these altars are open for you to come and commit your life to Jesus today. To make him your focus. To make him your intention. Feel free. We don't have to socially distance in this room at least. If you would just come around this altar, keep your mask on, but just, just make your intention to say, Jesus, I'm making my focus you. I'm not, I'm going to get my eyes off of the news. I'm going to get my eyes off of the conspiracies. I'm going to get my eyes off of the fearful news reports. And I'm going to set my focus and make my intention to live for you until you come. Until you come. Why don't we lift up our voice in prayer as we come around this altar. Just let God work in you. Let, let your decision be to serve him tonight. Let your decision be to make him your focus tonight. If you're watching this, just bow your head in front of that screen and say, Jesus, I want to live for you. Jesus, I want to live for you. Jesus, I want to live for you. somebody out of the fire tonight he's pulling somebody out of the fire tonight I will live for you Jesus you're all that I need Jesus Jesus 